Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Light Reading's Mike Dano about neutral host private wireless deployments. We discuss what these types of network deployments mean for the venues that are using them, as well as how it might impact wireless customers and service providers. Hey, Mike, good to see you. Welcome back to What's the Story? Hi, Kelsey. How are you? Hi, Mike. So apparently today we're talking about Mojo Dojo Casa Houses, right? Yes, yes, we are. And all <laughs> things Barbie and Ken related. And how amazing Just that kidding. movie is. Oh, no? Oh, right. No, something else. I actually okay. thought of that because of the long title you provided on what we're talking about. So for our listeners, I hope you're sitting down, but we're going to talk about neutral host, private wireless, Moken venue pay, indoor wireless, unlicensed CBRS. <laughs> that's exactly it. Nailed that it. Literally, that's <laughs> literally what we're going to talk about. I'm not sure what exactly is the the uh, main thing, but it, it's definitely all that stuff. So, okay. So here's why though, we're talking about all that stuff. Cause, um, because it, really it's, it's about wireless networks that operate inside and, uh, which is really important because in a lot of like big airports or, you know, a big mall or a hospital or something, if you have a cell tower outside, a lot of times the signal can't get inside, you know, if it's, if it's depending on the building materials and that kind of stuff. So, you know, and 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 most of as they say, eighty percent of wireless communications and is done indoors, and so it's important to get the signal indoors. And so, how do you do that? Well, historically, they've done it through um, installing a wireless network inside using a DAS system, distributed antenna system. That's what they do, DAS. And so, historically, that's how they've put. Uh, wireless networks inside of stadiums and that kind of stuff. They'll do a, a DAS network, and those are often very expensive. Um, and most oftentimes is the the wireless carrier is is the one that typically historically has paid for those networks to be built inside. You know, because if a Verizon customer goes to the Super Bowl, they expect to have coverage inside. So it makes sense for Verizon to pay for a DAS network in that football stadium. But here's the new thing, Kelsey. Here's where it's CBRS, private wireless, neutral host, all those things. Moken. Moken Doja House. I don't know what Moken means, but. (laughs) So the new thing is that um, because the the CBRS spectrum band, 3.5 gigahertz CBRS, that spectrum was released in 2019. And it's it's free for anyone to use. It's, It's sort of, it's regulated, but it's unlicensed. And so what that allows a, a venue to do, so say you operate a, a smaller hotel, like 100, 100 beds in a hotel, you, that, that building is not big enough to afford to pay for a DAS network, but now you can potentially build your own network inside that hotel using unlicensed spectrum in the CBRS band. So, so you can do that. But what, what, is, what we've just now found out about, which is really just starting to happen kind of this year and especially this week, we've seen a bunch of announcements about it uh, uh, this, this, uh, earlier in, um, in September, is that uh, 
what's happening is that the wireless carriers are agreeing to support these networks that venues are paying to build on their own. So because of all these new technologies like Moken and because of the new spectrum like CBRS, uh, what's happening is that that little hotel can buy its own equipment, install it inside of its hotel, and if a T-Mobile customer comes into that hotel, they can connect to that local network but still receive their T-Mobile services, right? So the hotel can use the network that it paid for and installed inside of its thing. It can its, its employees can connect to it. It can do a sort of a private wireless network like that. But the new thing is that if a T-Mobile or an AT&T customer comes into that venue, they will also get service because T-Mobile will recognize that network inside the hotel that T-Mobile did not build and did not pay for, but it'll recognize that as part of the T-Mobile network. And that person will continue to get a signal, a T-Mobile signal inside the hotel. What's and that is a really of, big deal. Okay. what? So what's the benefit of continuing to get that T-Mobile signal, for example, versus, I guess, going over to um, the hotel's I mean, it's still on the hotel's network, just a yeah. little. Un yeah. It, it, so, like, what, it, so what does that look like for, I guess, the consumer, and then also for you know T-Mobile, and then the venue? Like, what, right. what, is, what does it mean for everyone? So, if you, if you, Kelsey, went into this hotel, if if this setup were not there, you would just connect to the Wi-Fi, right? Right. And you probably still get your text messages and stuff over the Wi-Fi, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to actively go in and connect to the Wi-Fi when you go to that hotel, right? Okay, so time. this alleviates a step of having so to is... even bother with the Wi-Fi. You're literally but would people still want to go over to the Wi-Fi in case they had data limits. Yeah, yeah they would still have Wi-Fi. It would still work okay. the same way. But as you go into that hotel, mm -hmm. you your phone works just the exact same way. Nothing changes. You're still getting texts. You don't have to log into the Wi-Fi. Oh. It is literally still it's considered part of the T-Mobile or AT&T network, but it's a network that that those carriers did not pay a cent for and had no involvement in building the network. Okay, so then you might have um, a more, I guess, more seamless experience if you're, like I was in Vegas recently, and I every time I went into a casino, uh, it was kind of a pain trying to figure out how to connect to their Wi-Fi, and then I'm also an event, so I have to switch over to the event's Wi-Fi, and ultimately I just turn it all off because nothing seems to be working well. So instead you just have you it sounds like the consumer might not really notice yeah. when they walk into a bit a building they still have great connectivity that's pretty right. exciting pretty exciting and, and what it means is is that if you're a small hotel and you decide that you it's it's important enough for your guests to stay connected right that, that you would pay for it that you the hotel would pay for it and that's that's sort of the big new change is that there's this real big shift that people have finally started to this this is finally starting all to happen and to break open where the venue itself builds its own network and then the carriers agree to support the network that the venue paid for and the venue built. 
and mm. and Moken is the technology that they're most often using to do that. Um, and then this week we had a lot of we we actually had a probably half a dozen announcements about this topic from different vendors. We had so I talked to uh, Solona, uh, which is a company that sells private wireless. Uh, uh, hardware and software to build a private wireless network, but they said their big announcement this week was that T-Mobile will support their private wireless deployments. So if you buy a private wireless network from Solona, you can also add T-Mobile public services to that network. That's the new thing from Solona. And then, um, and we actually, here's what's interesting is that we actually got some pricing from Solona. They said, and this is something that you usually don't get, which I think is really interesting. They said, um, so uh, to get that service, uh, you pay uh, $5,000 per access point for three years. That's the pricing that they're giving for this. And then if you do both T-Mobile service and private wireless service, it'll be $11,000 per access point for three years. But like that kind of, you know, the detail there is really interesting because you usually don't get that kind of pricing. Um, and then we also had a bunch of other vendors make similar announcements. We had Betacom talk about private wireless, public wireless with US Cellular. We had a, a, a vendor called um, InfiniG. See what I did there? <laughs> Infinity. Infinity. <laughs> but they've been around for a long time, and they made a big announcement just today, uh, here in the middle of September, that um, they're gonna uh, they're they're not doing private wireless yet. They're just doing neutral host, uh, and they support T-Mobile and AT and T on their networks that they're selling to venues. Um, and then we had a, I think we had a couple of other announcements too. That uh, yeah, Betacom, Infinigy, uh, Expedo, and Rogers in Canada are doing this same kind of thing. And so, what it really does is it paves the way for venues to run uh, services that that um, that 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 require a wireless network. So, for example, uh, a railway station could do mobile ticketing. A retail store could you know do loyalty apps and payment services. Restaurants can do. Um, QR codes, you know, all these services that, you know, require connections, um, the, the venue can now know that everybody is getting a connection because the carriers are now supporting this network that's inside the venue. So it's a, it's a, it, it's, it's complex, but it's a really big change in the way that wireless networks have historically been rolled out indoors. So is, are, are some of the benefits uh, for the venue that they can, um, have these additional services and also have more control over how the network operates, I suppose. Um, what, what are, what are some of, you feel like the big benefits to venues and doing it this way versus relying on the carriers to build their yeah. networks? So again, if you, if you're a small venue, like if you're a, a smaller hotel, the carrier will never build a network in your mm -hmm. venue. And then mm -hmm. even if a, a carrier does build a network in your venue, venue, it's only for that one carrier. It's not for the other ones. So if your network supports AT&T customers, but you got a T-Mobile customer come into your venue, you still can't, you know what I mean? They still can't connect because it's only for AT&T customers. So that's how historically it used to work. But now it's what's called neutral host, which means that it supports all carriers. And we've seen uh, U.S. Cellular support this. We've seen T-Mobile support this and AT&T. We haven't seen Verizon do it yet, but people are saying that eventually that'll happen. Um, so that, that that seems to be the the holdout so far. But um, but it does seem like the tide is turning because a year ago, 
no carrier supported this kind of thing. And now we're getting, uh, just this week, we've seen a lot of momentum around this kind of thing. And uh, and actually, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, we wrote a story about um, uh, a pioneering deployment by Meta, you know, formerly Facebook. They they built network, they, their, their employees couldn't get connect, connectivity in the offices. And so they built this CBRS network. And they were one of the first ones to get all three carriers, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, all supported the network that Meta built inside their office. Um, so, so we're really, we're really starting to see the tide turn here. Okay. So for the time being, uh, if I'm a Verizon customer and I go into that, say that small hotel, I'm just going to have to deal with their, their Wi-Fi like I usually do. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the carriers have been, I mean, the reason, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was saying until they get on board with everyone else. Come on, Verizon. <laughs> and it's, I mean, to, but to be fair, like this is still early days. And right. so like, you know, Salona is working with T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Betacom is working with Suez Cellular. So it's not like everyone is supporting everything. Right. Um, okay. But this is the first time where we've seen uh, vendors like Salona announce a carrier, publicly announce a carrier that is supporting it. A lot of times it's been trials or pilots. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, broad support uh, for Salona equipment by T-Mobile for all customers. And that that's new. And so I, my assumption is that we'll see more carriers supporting this in more in more scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and for, for the meantime, it'll probably be like, you know, AT&T customers will connect and Verizon won't or Verizon will connect and AT&T won't. You know, it'll it'll be sort of messy for at least the next couple of years, is my guess. Uh, but but again, I think there's a big a big change in terms of you know carriers officially signing on to this kind of thing uh, with with specific vendors. What what are some of the benefits then to the you know we talked about the um, consumer experience, but uh, for the service providers, what do they get out of um, agreeing to do this? Yeah, that and that's what I wanted to mention is that um, that they historically they have been very reluctant to support this kind of thing, and the reason is is because so if you're Verizon and you're operating your you know you've built your network all over the country you're very proud of it works great um, you're you Verizon are very reluctant to support a network that you haven't built and that you don't know about right. Because you don't know if it's been built properly, if your customers are going to have a good experience. Because if they walk into a t- hotel and their experience is bad, they're going to come to you, Verizon, and complain about it. Right. Right. So that's why carriers historically have not supported this kind of thing. But you know, in in the in the new world of five G, the 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 truth is that they're never going to be able to have have to have enough money to build networks in these smaller venues. So. And, and the venues want to spend the money to, to build these networks. They want to have connectivity. Connectivity is important enough that the venue itself wants to spend that money. Yeah, and so, I feel like that's a pretty big deal that we've right, gotten to just, that point where, yeah, they're willing to, they, they realize it's such an essential for their customers that they're willing to do that. Yeah, yeah. That that's the new change is that they've they understand the economics and they're finally finding ways using technologies like Mocan, M-O-C-N, uh, to uh, support networks that they that they didn't build. What's the what's the Mocan technology? 
Uh, there's it's a kind of a long history. Apparently, from my understanding, and I could be wrong because mm-hmm. uh, it gets real complex real quick. But it, it it's 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 been pioneered in Europe because this is mm-hmm. a lot more common in Europe, and so now they're they're sort of importing it into the U.S. and using it uh, for these connections between public and private networks. Okay, gotcha, cool. Well, this is really interesting and uh, makes me feel better about going to some boutique hotels. <laughs> I think so. It'll yeah. yeah. I mean, even if it's a hotel that wants to let you use your phone to unlock your hotel door, mm-hmm. those are the kind of services that that ultimately this would unlock. Yeah. Right. Because there's definitely been times where you know even getting on their their Wi-Fi is not great and. I end up turning it off because I get frustrated or I'm like, I'll just use these apps when I get outside. Um, so that's pretty exciting. This is a big deal. Uh, well, Mike, yeah. anything else that you wanted to add? Um, I think that's it. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's, it's still early days for this kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, Mobile World Congress or MWC uh, Vegas uh, show is happening uh, this week. And so I think it'll be a big topic at that, at that show. I expect we'll hear a lot more about this, uh, over the next week and next few months and next years. Yeah, that's a good point. MWC is coming up pretty soon. So yep, that'll be good. All right, Mike, thanks so much for joining me. This has been really interesting and looking forward to seeing how this develops. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Kelsey. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.